Because, you know, it was actually quite difficult for me. I was on vacation when the Johnny McDonald statue came down. And so I didn't get to meow about it on the radio. Oh, yeah. And I have... You so, wanted to meow about it. Yeah, I did. But you know what I thought about? I While I was on vacation, I heard Dylan talking about it. And yeah. Dylan did such a good job of not taking a side. Oh. When I was covering for you, yeah. opposite. I You took a side? I, I took a side. Good. I was just like, sweet. Yeah. That guy did a lot of terrible things, right. and that's a step in reconciliation. I'm not going to miss that statue. Was anyone going to miss that statue? No. If it's doing better for one one group of people, I think that's fantastic. And I got torn apart on the text line. And I was did like, you? well, I actually don't care because, yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I actually just don't care that people are tearing me apart. Good for you, though. Yeah. Good, because, listen, number one, I've always said this, who gives a rip about anything? When you have so much reverence for, oh, a statue and, oh, what matters to you and, oh, even your sports team or, oh, you're anything, it's just like, this, it shouldn't matter. No. Go raise your kids. Go live in your in the now. Go, you know, it's like, it's good to have a, an understanding of history, but mm-hmm. do we need to, like, build up these graven images, you know, it's like to these people and deify them, these very, very flawed individuals? No. Yeah. Get rid. And my sister, who's a lot smarter than me, um, she and my dad and I were all fighting about it one day about mm-hmm. these statues coming down. And she explained it to me in a great way is that, uh, yeah, exactly. You have this entire group of people in our community who every single time they walk into City Hall to pay their parking tickets or go to court yeah. or go pay their property taxes, whatever it may be, they get to walk by a living representation of a genocide that happened against them. And to That's their cool. family, people that like their yeah. ancestors, their their grandparents, you know, their yeah. great grandparents. Like they see this guy and they're like, oh, this guy killed my family. You know, like if yes. we're looking at it in that sense, that's exactly what they're reminded every time they walk by it. So yeah. to us, I don't give a shit about John A. McDonald. I'm sorry. That's great. He was the prime minister back in the day. I, I wasn't great. there. That's awesome. Built a railroad. That's super great. Duper. I okay. use that railroad all that's the time. Awesome. Too, so that's awesome. But great. I mean, every day I'm not thinking about him, you know, yeah. but every day they are. So yeah. Y- What's what's the big deal? And I think it was a really easy story for people to just jump on and pick a side because yeah. it's simple, right? It's someone just moving a statue. Yeah, people get... If you look ga- at it that way. Yeah, <laughs> right. And people get galvanized really quickly into that um, that other side of it that's just like, why do you got to erase history? Why do you got to do this? He did great things. People are being too PC. People are being too sensitive. It's like, no, no, no. Can I say this, though? I yeah. hate the plaque that's there now. Oh, is there a plaque? There's a plaque that explains that there used to be a statue oh, here. Fuck off. I know. This is like, get, this is ugly. Yeah. This, like, put something else here. Put an orca or a bear or something. Well, someone texted in and said the Ronald McDonald statue would have been a great replacement. Do you mean the one where it looks like he's sitting on a bench with his arm <laughs> around you and you can sit next to it? That'd be great. Yeah, that would be excellent. Replace John A. McDonald with Ronald McDonald? Let's start the movement. I love that. Okay, but we, and we haven't talked about this on the air. I've been sitting on it and sitting on it, but. A study came out across Canada, Mm -hmm. 70% because like Victoria in the news about this Yeah, across our country. 70% of Canadians polled said that they do want that John A. McDonald statue put somewhere on public display, if not at City Hall. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been loving the private joke of yelling John A. McDonald's ghost. (laughs) And then also how he now haunts a broom closet. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Um, But we thought like... You know it would be a good place to put them? Bottom of the ocean. Put them at the bottom of the ocean. And the reason being is we could make like, um, 
you know, like, you know, okay, when I went to Mexico, <laughs> yes. I went scuba diving yeah. and the place that they took us had a motorcycle that was just sunk at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and that was like the tourist attraction. I was like, yes. that's flipping sweet. Yeah. We do that. You pay money and it goes towards reconciliation. That's cool. Nonprofits. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's, there's no, an amount was, of reverence of him yeah. being a spooky sunken figure at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Remember the Prince Eric statue from The Little Mermaid? Oh, yeah. That wasn't any disrespect to Prince Eric. The ship no. went down. It was there. The Little Mermaid was in love with it. Yeah. It just doesn't... We don't have like, to look at it if we don't want to. I feel like this is probably going to get way more backlash than us removing a statue. Putting they it at the bottom sunk, of the ocean. They drowned <laughs> the statue. Once again, reverence for nothing. If there's yeah. ever a statue of me, please feel free to put it at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, I'd be so stoked. I'd be stoked to have yeah. an underwater statue. Yeah, like some coral growing on me. Yes. Yeah, that'd please. be sweet. Put my body, my coffin, my anything in the bottom of the ocean. Take all my positions and just dump them. And if it makes a new coral reef, yeah. I'll feel like I've contributed to our most gorgeous of marine aqua ecosystems. Yeah. Otherwise, in this week's pod, a little callback to last week, we mm-hmm. talked about catfishing. Yes. Oh, that's some ocean terms, too. Oh, whoa. Look at that. And there was one gentleman we talked to that we couldn't make room for in last week's pod, but he is a catfisher. He called us and admitted that he was catfishing someone for years. What? <laughs> what a story. What a story, Mark. So that's how we'll start this week's PJ Party podcast with a discussion with someone who goes simply by Lockwood. <laughs> Even as a cool catfishing pseudonym. It's crazy. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so here's Lockwood. <laughs> Hello, The Zone. Hi. Hey. So, you're a catfisher. I am a catfisher, yeah. Tell us... I have catfished. Oh, my god! This is fascinating. Um, <laughs> so, okay, first, tell kind of what your experience catfishing is. Okay, well, a few years back, I had to move for work, so I had to change my cell phone number. So I thought, hey, this is a good time for me to troll everybody in my contacts. So I just started sending out crazy random messages and I ended up sending this message to this boxing promoter dude from Vancouver. And I still remember what the message was. It's probably not safe for radio, so I'll try to clean it up. But I basically texted him that I wanted to sniff his something and lick his something else. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to mess with him, see what I got back. And yeah. he responded with, uh, who is this? And I said, oh, this isn't Chad. Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. And he ended up texting something back like, oh, Chad sounds like he's into some pretty weird stuff. So then I kind of started fishing and trolling and said, no, this Chad guy is actually kind of a stick in the mud. But what about you? So he basically said that, yes, he was into some freaky stuff. So for about three or four years, whenever this dude was in Vegas, he'd text me saying how drunk he was and telling me about all these greasy things he wanted to uh, do to me. He thought, obviously, I was a sexy female. Obviously, I am not. So, yeah, I catfished this guy for about three or four years. It was pretty funny, but uh, I feel a little bit of shame, and I think I'm a retired catfisher now. So I know you guys were looking for people who had been catfished, but... uh, No, this is better. This is better. (laughs) This is interesting. Because I wanted to know your motivation. Like, what are you getting out of this other than unless you love collecting greasy messages, and I am also assuming pictures? Like, well, I kind of uh, just I kind of fell into it, right? Because I was just trying to troll my friends in my contact list because yeah. they didn't have my new phone number. 
I had this random boxing promoter guy in there and the conversation just started growing and I thought it was funny. And then this guy wouldn't leave me alone for three or four years. So it was never my intention to catfish, but I am a catfisher. When did you know like it was too far? Like we were like, oh, wait, this is like, this is far. This has gone for a long time. It's been years of this. Uh, I think when the, he starts describing certain parts of his anatomy, is oh. when I'm like, all right, it's too far. I'm not ever. And then you just didn't respond back. back? Yeah, well, I stopped responding and he would still text for, I think, a year after my last response. And then I think he's kind of given up or realized he's been fished. But uh, he was a very persistent pervert, I would say. Wow. Because you're straight i'm gonna imagine like you're not into him it's like like you're like into what he's sending you no it was just something that i just kind of kind of fell into when i was trying to goof on people in my contact list and then i thought it was funny and like <laughs> i would so show people ugly. like look at this guy look at what he texts me isn't this insane oh and then God. after a while it just got weird yeah holy wow. well i'm glad to hear that you're retired from catfishing i feel like it's been cathartic for you to like you've almost uh cleansed yourself by um, like confessing to us. Yeah. 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 I guess I've been carrying a little bit of, of guilt, especially towards like the, uh, the end of this catfishing experience. So it, it does feel a little bit better to, to get it off my chest. I sure. guess. Do you think at any point he will find out it was you or you will tell him? <laughs> uh, I think that could happen. If you called the number, you would hear my name on the voicemail. So <laughs> that give it away. Right. Yeah. Risky. So, if he calls, then he'll know, but I just got to hope he doesn't get that drunk that he ends up calling me. Right. Holy. I would, uh, number one, voicemails is garbage anyway, so I would shut down your voicemail immediately, <laughs> like disconnect that. But uh, that's wild. Because the other thing I'm thinking, too, is like, what is it in, for this guy? It's like, mm-hmm. just, it's enough. He's in Las Vegas. Go and meet somebody or whatever. <laughs> like, it's enough for him to, he thinks there's a cute girl on the end of this text message that he can text some greasy things to. That's enough for him that's getting him off or whatever it is weird that it's like he's in vegas having you know the time of his life or well, that's what he says in these texts then why are you texting some random girl that texted you by accident three years right? ago yeah i just they, yeah it's very it's very interesting yeah i just hope that we hear his side of the story like he calls no. in and is like <laughs> no. i've been catfished before i called this guy this who i thought was a girl we've been texting for five years voicemail was a man <laughs> well i was feeling good for sharing the story with you guys and now and now you're making me nervous now. No. <laughs> well look we gotta run here right now but uh thank you so much that for sharing so this good. i think probably this won't go on the radio but you can yeah. look for it on our podcast for sure okay yeah you can just uh, refer to me as lockwood if you want lockwood got it will do thank thanks you. lockwood all right thanks guys bye. later bye r is for rough I is for, I shouldn't have done that. F is for... Fill in the afternoon zone? Hey, every employer in Victoria, take it easy on us today, all right? It's Rifflandia. We all were out getting hot last night for a Thursday. We thought we were going to wade into it nice and easy, but we cannonballed. Adventure Club, you got to. We're all going to be a bag of hammers today at work. The zone is set up at the park, so go over there. Everyone there will give you healing energy for today. Last night, we were out pretty late. Yeah. We both wanted to at the Duke. Yeah. To see Dirty Mountain perform. Former Ben of the Month. 
No, they really brought the house down with that heart cover. That's right. Uh, now, what I realized as well as I was rewatching that today is that you know who else was at the Duke last night? Who was that? Victoria Barmiams. Okay. Whoever that is. So that mysterious Instagram account that mm-hmm. is getting all the love right now, we have no idea who runs it, mm-hmm. was at the Duke in the same room as us at the same time, you're mm-hmm. telling me. That's right. What? Right? Who was it? It's a mystery. It's still a myst- mystery. <clears throat> mystery, sorry. <laughs> if you have any insight, let us know. If you are Victoria Bar memes, come up to us and tell us that you're them. Yeah. This week. Oh, now we're just going to get a bunch of, everybody's going <laughs> to come up to us and be like, I'm Victoria Bar memes. <laughs> I don't know how to work Photoshop. <laughs> I also popped over to Adventure Club too, hey? Oh yeah, how was that? It was like this. That's what it was like. Your hand gestures. Why your hands are going? Sounds good. Yeah. Bishop Briggs in the zone at 91.3, who I thought was a real highlight of this year's Riffland Day Music Festival. Um, like nonstop energy on stage, like didn't stop moving the entire time. And how her voice was still just as powerful and yeah. steady as she was like jumping around the stage. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of hard work. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was amazing. How I loved she was able uh, to do that. Yeah. Sorry. I loved uh, her song Baby She Played as well, mm. which we've been featured a few times. It's so great. Yeah. It's, it's so, really cool. so good. Um, yeah, Jen, I mean, we haven't really debriefed about Rifflandia, but uh, yeah. what were some of your big highlights this year? Oh, I think my highlight um, was at the Capitol Ballroom on Saturday night to see Effed Up yeah. with Bad Who, No Liars, and Smash Boom Pow, a couple yes. of band of the months at the end there. And uh, the crowd was just so into it. It was so fun. And uh, I think the highlight, too, was when Damien, it just like, it just, it really just showed that community and how supportive it is. Mm. Um, just kind of like, yeah, the, you know, punk community. It, well, I guess someone was uh, moshing and then they fell down and they stopped the show completely. Well, he just jumped off the, he ended up jumping off the stage, going into the crowd, helping the guy up, giving him a big hug, talking into him, making sure he was okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, once everything was fine, he went back on stage and was like, sorry about that. Everyone just make sure you're safe out there. Yeah. And at the end of the show, again, he just came down and like hugged everyone and gave everyone a little bit of a, a moment, some time to just talk and debrief. Wow. And it was really lovely. And I kind of have like, a, I had to get all like nervous around him because do you do you used to watch much music yeah he used to host the wedge okay yeah so i just knew him from that and i was like he's so cool <laughs> oh my gosh i love damien <laughs> i got to hug him and it was great and sweaty and so fun and yeah that was definitely the highlight for me how That's about you so cool um i uh i loved electric avenue and the whole vibe around phillips this year a lot mm-hmm. i always do but the way that it was set up and how much good stuff was going on in a relatively small little space there, like just within a block of each other, right? Mm-hmm. And how diverse all the music was. So first I'm dancing to a DJ over at um, 
the Electric Ave stage, which was kind of in there behind, and then bounced over and see that sorority group, which was like all-girl hip-hop. Yeah, they're cool. Super sweet on the Phillips stage. Bounce around to the Phillips front yard, you know, saw something totally different there, mm-hmm. and then bounce into the Duke and see, like, Dirty Mountain, or as, like, I was there again on Saturday night, too, seeing another, like, a country rock band. That was sweet. Like, that was so cool for me. And then I ended up dancing all night up at Lucky. Sticky, <laughs> Sticky Buds was so good. Wow, you really went to, like, all the venues, eh? I tried my best, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it to Capitol Ballroom. Oh, okay. Oddly. But, you know, what I love, too, about it is that, like, it's like you look at the lineup and you're like, oh, is rock is really represented in this festival? It's so diverse. And then you look at, yeah, effed up. No Liars. You look at Mets who played the Rifttop stage who were unreal. You know, the Zolas were there. It's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, rock was well represented at this festival. Yeah, it was a diverse lineup for sure. But yeah, that's it. There was like, but as as we all are just music fans, it just was so much good music. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what I'll say is like, it really was more for the books and just the people, like all the people you run into, you say hello, you see everybody and it's just so fun. Mm -hmm. It's like the best house party that takes over a whole city. Yep. Today in the Afternoon Zone, maybe you can hear from our riff rasp that, like you, we've got riff langovers. That's right. And here are some tips to get over your riff langover. A hangover is a choice. Glass of water, breath of fresh air. You can be a man at night, you can be a man in the morning. Additional hangover-related catchphrase. Jump in the ocean, then have a shot of pickle juice, and get kissed by an otter. The otter kiss is key. It really is. Good luck today. Good afternoon. Thanks for listening to the afternoon show. My name is Jenny West, and that is Paul. We're pushing it. I'm I'm putting on my uh, my fake like customer service voice. You know I, what I mean? I don't know anymore. I was gonna ask, like, could you take it down a few notches still? Whenever I'm tired, I sometimes like just overdo it. You know, I over push my like. Right. Hi, I'm happy. I'm actually really happy. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. But actually, I'm really tired from uh, Riflandia this past weekend. It happened to me on Sunday. I woke up and I was like in such a, I was like, oh, I'm in a good mood. Mm-hmm. I was singing in the shower. Woo! Singing Father John Misty. I'm oh, all yeah. real love, baby. Right? Mm. Just like scrubbing up. And then uh, an hour later, I was a fully dead person. They pronounced me dead. I was there wow. at the park and a coroner came and said, oh, this person's dead. They're dead from hung- from hangover. Oh, wow. They're dead men now. Rest in peace, Paul. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And because we've been so tired in this week, we're just little tired human beings. We have some thoughts that we want to share with you. And now it's time for Tired Thoughts with Paul and Jenny. Most of my morning routine consists of trying not to smell like or look like the animal that I actually am. When you're texting with somebody and both people awkwardly stop typing because they see the other one is typing with the little three dots, that's like the digital equivalent of two people moving in the same direction to avoid one another. One day, the biggest tourist attraction will be the site of the first moon landing. We always say there's plenty of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of garbage in the sea. Just all floating around out there, swirling into a big trash island. And then you get caught in it. That's bad. Mm-hmm. If your dog ran out your front door then came back eight hours later, you'd be pretty damn happy to see him, too. That was Tired Thoughts with Paul and Jenny. <sighs> I'm, uh, 
concerned, Jen, that mm. we will gum down with the Riflanda flu. It seems like it's blasting around the office. It, it can't just be a coincidence. It always happens. It's this week after Riflandia. I think we've devastated our body's immune systems to yeah. the point that just the natural change of seasons is also happening. Yeah. There are spiders everywhere. I walked <laughs> into five different spider webs on a short walk last night. And spiders just make me sick. You've got fleas, you told no, me. No, I didn't get fleas. You no, said you I'm had just, fleas or itchy? I was asking. That's not what I said. Stop twisting my words, Paulina Placino. I was just saying that I think it might be flea season, isn't it? It seems like it's bug season, so... It's probably flea season. I'm not sure, though. Now, we don't want to get sick. Yeah. No one wants to get sick, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm just exerting my will over the forces of nature right now. That's, I'm usually quite good at that. I just go like, no! Okay. No! You say this all the time, and And I'm able to keep that away. But have you tried the oil of oregano yet? I have, and it works well from what I've seen. I've used it a few times when uh -huh. I feel a cold coming on and then yeah. within two days it's gone. Usually colds for me if I don't use oil of oregano last like a week or two weeks. How do you take it though? Because I've, one time I took it once and the person who was showing me it was like, go really easy. And they took like an eyedropper and mm. did one bloop into a giant thing of water and I chugged the whole thing and I still felt like I was getting punched in the face by an olive garden. Oh! Which is sad because usually Olive Garden and Italian food is my best friend. Yeah. So do you just tincture it right in or what do you do? So I do about six drops on Whoa! a teaspoon. and a then teaspoon! And I put it in with olive oil because that really dilutes it. What? It spreads it apart. Yeah, and then you take a teaspoon of olive oil with it. And you, you don't taste it as much. Down the hatch like that? Yeah. And then you can have water afterwards and rinse it all out. Does but it burn or anything? No, it's not bad. It, I feel like olive oil is the best way for me that I've seen that really dilutes it. Because water, it separates it. So you're getting big chunks of it at the same time. Oh? Uh, yeah. Legit? Yeah. That's the way to do it. Oh, my God. Give it a try if you feel like you're getting a cold this week. I feel so blessed to have your wisdom, Jenny West. Oh, you're well, yeah, good. And yeah. as it is such, so also is it such unto you. Thank you. I just want to tidy up a couple of these text messages we got here, Jen. Mm. Um, Mallory has got the heads up that uh, there's a place on 4th Street that's got good deals on uh, nice, solid, colored hankies. Have you come <laughs> around on my usage of the hanky? We, not naming any names, although they would certainly name my name, but uh, some of our staff member you were telling me today uh, does a nose pick and a booger wipe on computer keyboards. Yeah. So now... Do you find that my carrying of a little hanky to deal with any of my bodily excretions, do you find that to be a more gentlemanly, yeah. civilized thing? Are you more on board? Yeah. As long as you wash it all the time, you know? Of course I do. Good. Also, uh, Zoner Alley wants to know if my uh, handkerchiefs match my underwear and socks, and yes, they all do. Cool. If, whenever possible, socks, undies, hanky, all match colors. That's good to know. Yeah, awesome. every day. Yeah, good. The city of Victoria has won an award for its new bike lanes. And today on the Afternoon Zone, we'd like to think it sounded a little something like this. Welcome back to the 85th Annual Laneys. And now, the winner of the 2018 Laneyest Bike Lane is... Victoria, British Columbia, Canada! <laughs> Thank 
you so much. Oh, I'm kind of nervous. Let me see. I just got to take out my uh, list of thank yous. You know, we obviously spent a lot of money so people could finally find something new to complain about. And those bike lanes were just that. We gave people the opportunity to use those bike lanes to feel safe when they come home from the bar at night on one of those new bicycles. It would just be so great if maybe one day people could use those bike lanes on their commute to work. Thank you. Bye. So you went to the movie last night, and uh, as we discussed uh, right at the end of our show last night, I said to you, oh, you're going to see The Nun? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That movie looks like it's terrible. It's getting just awful, awful reviews. Yeah. And you were like, no, don't say, don't say. I'm going. I'm having fun. Yeah. And please, a it, little review of The Nun. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, there was a few jump scares. You're like, wow, that's scary. But the, the story wasn't that good, and mm-hmm. the acting was really bad, and there was weird, like, comedic relief that wasn't comedic mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And it made me uncomfortable. It was just super cheesy. And you know when horror movies show too much? Yeah. And it's not doing them any good? Yeah. It was like that. You see the strings or the, like, the makeup it. is all fake just phony. Yeah, I don't need to see the face of the nun so many times <sighs> right. and the hands of the nun, you know? Uh, it yeah. would be better if it were more mysterious. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they just overdid it. Fake go. Yeah. Yeah, but I, then I was thinking it would be sweet, like... Um, having a movie theater that actually kind of like jumped at you or like moved or like when something grabs the person in the in the uh, movie, mm-hmm. someone grabs you as well. That would kind of make the scary movie experience a little bit better. Yeah, it'd be, I always wanted to get assaulted at the movie theater, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but apparently in Calgary, they're getting a 4D cinema. What is? So that includes seats that move. It has like the wind. They release scents. There's right. fog and bubbles they can add. They can also <laughs> add snow into the theater too, okay. which is All pretty right. cool. So it's like the full 4D experience. And it got me thinking, what movies would you like to view in a 4D theater? Interesting. And I was thinking any scary movie, like I said, that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, if it added that taste component... Oh, what? So come, someone comes around and gives you some cake <laughs> yeah, once in a while? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Or even just the smells would be good. The food thing's movie. a big one because I'll often be watching, especially if someone's eating like spaghetti in a movie, I'm just like, I want to eat that spaghetti so much. <laughs> we, we had full burgers in the movie <laughs> last night. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good idea. I've been to like Disneyland and places like that where they'll be showing you a bunch of bugs on the screen and then they'll blow air at the back of your legs. Oh. So it feels like you've got bugs all around yeah. you. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But what real movies? The one thing I was thinking about was like at the end of Ghostbusters, the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man explodes and everyone gets covered in marshmallow. Yeah. I'd like that to be covered in a bunch of melted marshmallow. <laughs> Walk out of there being like, wow, what a movie going experience. What an experience. You could get slimed maybe. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to open this up to zoners. What movie would you like to see? What do you think, what movie would benefit from the 4D experience? Whether mm-hmm. you get slimed or there's like a smell component or a food component or like a wind blowing or whatever. And we'll make an imaginary <laughs> film fest. And we're going to take it to the creators of this Calgary movie theater. And we can do that. Yeah, let's make it happen. Hello? Hi, Katie. It's Paul and Jenny calling back from the zone. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> So you said in this 4D immersive movie-going experience, you said Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 
And I couldn't agree more, but I don't know why I agree with you. And you have to really explain it because I love Lord of the Rings, my favorite thing of all time. Jenny has no interest ever. Hey, so, I like Lord of the Rings. I'm just not, you know, because I got tattoos about it. Oh. Lame. Um, so could you please explain what you think would be really good, Lord of the Rings-wise, with the 4D movies? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so there are just a few different scenes. I think if you were to get really immersive, right? Like even even the one where Arwen is, is summoning the, the horses, right? You could sort right. of have, if they were like to spray like mist water, you know, in the in the theater, because if they yes. can replicate snow, yeah. that's something, right? It's like you could have the cold air blowing, and then you could have mist in your face, and this, totally. you know, whole ominous musical presence. And then I got to thinking, you know, in the same vein as um, Game of Thrones, like, well, you could smell feast and blood when there's a battle. Like, how how would you do that? But how it would intensify the experience so much really fun. That's one thing when you're watching these like epic battle scenes is and it's good when they kind of reference it out loud but they're, they always talk about like the horrible smell of medieval yeah. battle mm-hmm. of like blood yeah. and gut sweat. Yeah. and sweat in the air that like happens when it's just a field full of men killing each other. You know she even said to me like oh there's a 4D theater in Calgary. I was like I hate that because I hate 3D because it's never worth it. The glasses are uncomfortable yeah. it doesn't look good it's but great. If we just did away with that, it would be amazing. If you just would be just like start wafting some scent into the theater. And again, to go back to your Lord of the Rings, it's like imagine how good the woods of Lothlorien would smell, like a, you know, like a yes. fresh wooded area. And then you get all that ashy, smoky volcano smell in Mordor. I mean, oh my God. I'm so thrilled that you don't like 3D, Paul, because I hate it and I never go because it just doesn't really make any sense to me. And I have yeah. bad eyes. So I don't see it very well anyway. But <laughs> I feel like if you had the same weather, yeah. right? Like if you could recreate sort of the feeling, whether it's cold or warm, and then the smell of what was going on, that to me would be so much, really bring you into the movie so much more than like characters maybe jumping out of, mm-hmm. you know, the screen, you know? Totally. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> you couldn't be more right, Katie. Thank you so much for answering the phone and texting in today. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. I listen to you every afternoon, so Aww. thanks for doing you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Katie. You as well. <laughs> Take care, you too. Okay, bye. 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 So, Jen, let's put this to bed. This is a fun uh, thing about... Movies you'd like to see as uh, as like a 4D experience, as mm-hmm. you described to me, as like when movie theaters go with like these extra effects and things that make it more immersed in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so one uh, person texted in and said, any Cheech and Chong movie? <laughs> Hilarious. Uh-huh. Hot box the movie theater. <laughs> I knew that was going to come. Yeah. Uh, we had some people say like the water movies, Jaws, Finding Nemo. Yeah. Just flood the place, get into some scuba gear, and watch the movie. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> no? I've seen that. I've seen that, like, <laughs> meme on the internet, right? It's like everyone's in a bunch of inner tubes, like, in a big outdoor pool watching Jaws. Oh, yeah. We got a crystal pool renovation that's coming around. We're like, building a brand new crystal pool. You telling me you couldn't put a movie theater screen in there? Oh, that'd be a great idea. Right? Yes. Do movie nights at the pool. and put, That'd be amazing. That would be. All right. A uh, young man named Dan on his own phone right now with a story about this of his own. Sure. Yeah, when we were young, my brother and I, we went to go see Arachnophobia in the movie theater when it came out. 
And we we bought a bunch of the little, you know, one-inch plastic spiders at the dollar store in the bag. And then, of course, in, in those movies, there's always a scary part. So when there was a scary part where the spiders jumped up and whatever, we threw a bunch of them up into the air in, in the dark theater. And then they landed and people started freaking out. Oh. <laughs> so you've been running your own 4D business for a while now. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was just me and my brother prank being, you know, little snots and pranking people, I guess. That's amazing. I was going to say, like, I'm mad at you for this because I think that would have scarred me because just watching that movie scarred me for life. Oh, yeah. um, And in fact, now people are going to pay good money to be uh, extra freaked out by stuff like this. So, Mm -hmm. good for you. I think that's how we handled our fear of the movie is by making it into, like, some sort of adventure and then we wouldn't get scared about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. This is an interesting story in the National Post. I thought this was fake. fake Faco, but... A real story that huge bundles of marijuana Mm. are washing up on beaches in Florida after Hurricane Florence. Oh, man. And that uh, swimmers and people who are finding them are, like, fighting over them. Oh. Now, you would think to hear a story like that, you would think it was, uh, oh, look at this huge bundle of weed, dude. We can have weed for months. This is great, right? Like, that would be who would be fighting over them. And I think there were a few people who were trying to abscond with a bunch of big bundle of free weed. Yeah. And matter of fact, I don't even like weed that much, but I sure would like to tell all my friends. Look what I found. Come look at this. 11 pounds. 11 pounds of weed. Is wow. It, it's a hurricane weed. <laughs> Man, this hurricane weed will get you okay. so hot, right? Yeah. But actually what it was, was uh, Dudley Do-Rights. Yeah. Trying to make sure that it didn't fall into the wrong hands. That's right. They, they wanted, wananted to give it to the police. They wanted apparently. to do the right thing. Or that's the story that they're telling the media, right? <laughs> Are you yeah. fake? You would all say that. <laughs> oh, no, I was trying to fight over it so I can give it to you, the police. <laughs> we were, like, chatting about, like, what are fun things that we found in the beach and in the lakes and stuff like that. Yeah. I've got a great story. I'm not going to tell on the radio, but... Oh, no, you got to. <laughs> really? Yeah. When me and my buddies were like young teenagers, like the perfect right age, we found a grocery bag full of dirty magazines <laughs> at the bottom of a lake. And before we, the internet, eh? Before the internet was invented, yeah. before, like, when that was literally worth its weight in 10 times King's Ransom gold, it was the greatest. We were like the perfect age. We were just like, dude, oh dirty my It was the greatest thing of our lives. But we should dredge lakes because I have lost... Another king's ransom in mm. sunglasses. I've found so many good pairs of sunglasses in lakes. I don't know why at the end of float season, mm-hmm. now-ish, we don't dredge the river, the Cowichan River, Durant's, Fetus, all the like fun time, good old days, party lakes. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine the treasures that would be found down there? The iPhones. Remember when you and I were at the lake and your friend dropped her brand new iPhone oh, into yeah. them? The treasures. Mm-hmm. Provincial officials are looking to vote to end daylight savings time in BC. What a silly, stupid waste of time, Jen. We need daylight savings time, okay? It makes the days longer. Now, let's stop talking about this. And can you please help me with my blanket that's too short? What do you mean? Well, I have this blanket, so it's too short. I need oh. more blanket up near my face. So I'm going to cut the bottom off and then sew it up to the top here. So oh, just no. hold it out Oh, that doesn't me. make any sense. It's still going to be the same length. No, but just, just cut. No. No, no I, think oh, the, I need more length up near my face. You're dumb. It's the same but, length so, uh, no but, matter what. No, but it's like it's not. No, no, no. I, no, no. So I cut off the bottom and I put it on the top. I, that yeah, makes it longer. That's right. But no, it's not right. No, but we need daylight to. I mean, this blanket to be longer. See how this works? No. 
It's got me thinking, Jen. Yeah. I'm kind of getting tired of like, you know, pretty basic holiday things. I mean, I love Thanksgiving, but like Christmas, I'm done with oh, Easter. That's it. Sleepy it Halloween, even Halloween's canceled this year, as you know. No, it's not because it happens on a Wednesday. So no, it's, like, it's a Halloween. Someone texted that in yesterday. So not even worth having. Halloween. Um, so it's like we're not having Halloween this year, but I'm kind of just bored of all those ones, right? No. President's Day exhausts me. Oh. Labor Day. Anyways, uh, so so instead, I'm going to start uh, celebrating the equinoxes. Okay. Right? So. Well, do you want to come to my fall equinox party? What are you? What's going to happen there? We're going to drink spiced teas and uh, jump in some. We're going to throw some leaves around. And I think there's a bonfire and we might sacrifice a goat. Oh. Yeah. A live one. Wow. Yeah. So you're invited. What a fun holiday. Yeah. Well, I got to do some research. I'm not exactly sure that's what it is. Okay. Something around there. Yeah. Okay. If that's cool with you. Okay. Okay, cool. You're invited. Nice fall. But you know what? I am going to get a pumpkin spice latte on the first day of fall. Do it. Thursday is the first day of fall. I get one a year, and that's going to be it. I'm going to go down. I'm going to walk a dog. I'm going to kick through some fallen leaves. It's going to be great. Don't forget to wear your Uggs. Do you want to come? And I'll buy one for you, too. I know you're embarrassed. Okay. I'll come. Because <laughs> I know you're a little embarrassed to order it, but if anyone wants to give me a hard time about ordering a pumpkin spice latte, I'll tell them right where to kiss and which oh! lips to kiss it with. Oh! Right where? Okay. Both lips, both cheeks, right here. Okay. Kiss it. I love him, your pumpkin spice latte. It looks like we have a, a couple of really nice animal stories in the news today. So I think oh. it's time for Afternoon Zone Animal News Roundup. With a local one from the Victoria Humane Society. They were in a bit of a pickle last week because uh, they had two pregnant puppies or dogs and they both had their litters, but one of them unfortunately died during oh. an emergency C section. But luckily, there still was the Bernese Mountain Dog mother with her nine puppies who could only for a little bit of time take care of her own nine puppies and the 11 golden retrievers that lost their mom oh. to the emergency C section. So she had a lot of nursing to do. It was too much for this one mama puppers so they put it out to the public and uh two dogs who were nursing their own puppies were able to come in and help uh nursing of the other dogs so they've kind of taken on the duty so now there are three dogs at the the victoria humane society nursing these puppies that are just a few days old and of course the big common question is when are they uh, able to be adopted (laughs) there's still a long time before they're all able to be adopted but we should be seeing it pretty soon keep that in mind though and adopt one of these miracle puppers yes way to go mamas my story. Tony Alsup is a 51-year-old trucker from Greenback, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. he drove into South Carolina last week to fill a school bus with dogs and cats from an animal shelter, from animal shelters in the path of Hurricane Florence, which was bearing down on the Carolina coast. Oh my gosh! On Monday, when the hurricane was still a few days from shore, mm-hmm. this Alsup guy drove his school bus to shelters in four South Carolina towns: North Myrtle, North Myrtle Beach, Dillon, Georgetown, and Orangeburg loaded up 53 dogs Whoa. and 11 cats and bust them to an awaiting shelter in Foley, Alabama. From there, the pets will be spread to shelters throughout the country ready to be adopted. Aww, so we just had this bus and yeah. it's like, I might as well do something with it. Got some carriers probably from friends, sure. filled up the bus and was able to <laughs> save these dogs and cats. That's awesome. Can you imagine a school bus with 53 dogs and 11 cats fleeing a hurricane? That's my dream. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and that's a... 
Afternoon Zone Animal News Roundup. Have you been to Marydale yet? Oh, yes. And tell me about it. One of my best friends got married there at oh. Marydale. The reception was at Marydale. Oh, that's cool. I've heard really of a cool. lot of uh, weddings going on there. Yeah. Great place for events. And then the couple too. Now what they do is they go back once in a while. Like they're from the mainland, mm-hmm. so if they come they come over to visit me or do whatever. Uh, we try and go up to Marydale, and they have like a little nice nice handhold about where they got married, and then they do flights of Marydale cider because they love all that stuff so much. Right. Yeah. So on top of like the flights, they also do food pairings and things like that, and mm-hmm. they really support local um, providers as well, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Makers. Um, makers, exactly. There's a young man named Darren on the zone phone right now, though. You're talking about Marydale cider, aren't you? Have you had the apple pie there? No. Just the straight up apple pie? The straight up apple pie? No. It's freaking ridiculous. Really? It's kind of bizarre how awesome it is. What makes it so good? They use cider apples, and you first look at the pie and think, oh, it looks kind of dry. You usually get like a wet-looking apple pie, and then you bite into the apples, and they just explode with juice in your mouth. It's kind of poosgasm. Okay. Whoa, yeah. that sounds so good. Okay, that makes sense, though, because, I mean, apple cider and all that, they have all these apples that they need to use, so might as well use them. They're Tell me orchard. about the top of the pie. Is it a lattice cross uh, crust top? No, I don't think it was a lattice one. I think it was a solid and it had slits in it. Okay, that's nice. fine, too. Lattice is prettier. That's what my tattoo is, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate the other one. When you're chewing it and eating it, you could care less what the top looks like after that. Yeah. Also, here's the other thing I'm thinking about right now is that, like, nothing goes on top of an apple pie than a fresh carton of Haagen-Dazs vanilla or vanilla bean ice cream. Mm. Oh, of course. I don't think they would have that. Would Do you think it'd be okay if I brought my own ice cream in? Kind of like a corking fee when you bring your own <laughs> bottle of wine to a fancy restaurant. Here's my ice cream. Yeah, just load it up. <laughs> I'm going to explore that. Yeah, no, you have to try it. It's, it's so good. Oh, we'll have to. It's huge. Massive, though. It's like five inches tall. That's the way it should be. Yes. Darren, we love you very much now yeah. for this. <laughs> love you a lot. I, I share food stories. That's my deal. Yeah, there Good. You go. Good. 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 We're, we're the love. food monsters. Go, go eat a bunch of pie. Mm-hmm. Have a great day, man. You too. Bye, Darren. Bye. Vancouver is having a winter festival, which is interesting because Vancouver doesn't really experience winter. That's right. And today on the Afternoon Zone, we've got some pictures of some festivals that we'd like to see in the same vein here in Victoria. How about an Uber festival? We don't have that here. How about a festival celebrating buildings taller than 25 stories? Awesome. And uh, you know what else we don't have is a, a John A. McDonald statue. Let's have a festival for John A. McDonald statues. No, wait, that's bad, actually. Erase. No, you said it, Jenny. I didn't. John A. McDonald. I don't care about John A. McDonald's statue. Some cool news out of Scotland is they're taking major steps in making pads and tampons more accessible and affordable for people who have periods. I love that. So um, just a couple weeks ago, they announced that they are going to provide students from uh, high schools, colleges, and universities, uh, they're going to provide free access to menstrual products, which I think is really cool. And they're the first country in the world to take such action, and it only cost about like $5 million. Whoa. Yeah, really cool, right? Um, You're on your period right now, aren't you, Jen? (laughs) Hey, yeah. Yep, sure am. <laughs> I know this about you because I am a loving and caring partner. Love and care about you. I was thinking t- 
today because mm. I knew about yesterday. I was like, oh, I should uh, do something nice for Jen. I was like, I should bring her a chocolate. But that's, you've told me today that's stupid, right? Oh, that's very sweet. If you brought me chocolates, I'd be like, that's very nice. But I don't know what it is about... I don't know where this came from, but everyone's like, oh, she's on her period. Must need chocolate. Right. There, at no point am I like, oh, I'm, I'm on my period. I need chocolate now. Right. But, I mean, I love chocolate any time of the year right. or month or week or whatever. Chocolate's okay. great, but it's not something that I crave during my period. I don't get cravings or anything. All right. How about, how about this? Okay. Because I think yesterday you were, like, struggling. I don't think you had a product. Or like you had one. What about? Because I pride myself, my backpack is like stocked with good things. Okay. All the time, I got gum, floss, condoms, everything. Like my backpack. What do you need? Help, help you, you out. Like a first aid kit. Kind of right. Yeah. Should I start for my female friends, coworkers, family, whatever? Start carrying a couple of. That would be so helpful. Would it actually? Yeah. But I would never think to come to you to ask for a tampon. But I would be like, kid, if I see you struggling, like scrounging through your purse, digging through it, and being like. <laughs> I could be like, kid, I got your back. Dude, that would, that would actually be really great. Helpful, right? Yeah. Okay. Love that idea. That's all I'm trying Superhero. to be. Superhero. Helpful. There you go. <laughs> so it's so funny. We're putting the show together today, Jen, mm-hmm. and we both found ourselves with stories, cases of s- supernatural or rather like <laughs> science fiction uh, era technology coming yeah. to life within our very own eyes. That's right. And that's why it's time now for a new thing that we like to call... Okay, so this is a story that I found. Uh, the Japanese government is working on a prototype for a flying car. It's actually happening. Um, they are working with this uh, startup company called Cartivator, and they're hoping to make a flying car that will be able to light the torch at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Whoa. The tests aren't going that great, but oh. <laughs> but they still have a lot of time to get there. It's pretty cool. Is it going to be a case of it lights the torch by crashing into it? Yeah. The whole stadium oh, goes no. on fire? Oh, no. I hope not. Oh, that's bad. All right. Here's mine. So just, uh, it was like today or yesterday, Amazon revealed that they want to invent and put out onto market relatively soon an Alexa-powered microwave. Who needs that? That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's a microwave that you can yell at. Microwave things. Microwaves already the bastion of the lazy cook. Yeah. Right? Just having to <laughs> mash at the cube. Boop, boop, make my spaghettis hot, please. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't even have to boop anything. You simply scream at it from across the room to warm up your spaghettis, and it does. Does it also come with a drone to lift your food into the microwave? If, I, if someone could lift me from the couch, that's right. Bring me and then put my face in the hot spaghettis. Yeah, that's what I really need. Yeah. What a beautiful world. We got Royals hockey this weekend, hey? Can you believe that? Whoa! Hockey season already. I know. Uh, Friday is a game and Saturday is a game. I put a video up on the Zone's uh, Facebook mm-hmm. of a mascot at a uh, football game mm-hmm. using one of those pneumatic t-shirt guns. My favorite part of the football game. Mm-hmm. And uh, shoots himself right in the... Uh... Hoo-ha? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, accidental, do you think? Or oh, was yes. that part of the, the whole... Oh, you think maybe shtick? you did it on purpose? Yeah. Oh, it was like a up for laughs. Yeah. Oh. 
conspiracy theory time, Jenny West. Yeah, it's a deep conspiracy theory. Do you reckon? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that could be planned out pretty easily, right? Yep. You just get like an extra sting industrial cup on. <laughs> you make sure that the gas or the pneumatic finger isn't filled up too, too much on the t-shirt gun. Mm-hmm. Take one to the pills and hilarious. Goes viral. That's not a bad idea. It's working. Because I was going to say, I hope Marty the Marmot has better aim. Oh, yes. But now I'm thinking... Take notes, Marty. Marty, let's get you going viral, bud. Do it for the lols. Do it for the clicks. Yeah. (laughs) This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. A joint investigation between CBC News and the Toronto Star have revealed that Ticketmaster recruits uh, actually recruits professional scalpers who cheat the company's own system to expand its resale business. After going undercover, reporters discovered that Ticketmaster has a platform where scalpers are able to resell their tickets that gives a cut to the resale fee back to the company. Uh, The system allows users to raise or drop prices based on their own assessment of demand. This is a crazy story. That's just a little piece of it. It's all I can really fit into the news today. Mm -hmm. Um, But it looks like how I see it is that Ticketmaster saw that there was a problem, scalpers, and instead of beating them, they kind of joined that side. Yes. So not looking so good can get more money. Could get more money. Triple dip on the ticket scalping. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. If you have time, go check out the CBC and read into this because this was an incredible investigation piece. And it's time for us all as music fans to get our pitchforks and get out there and demand more be done that these ticket buying places mm-hmm. and uh, sports tickets is the same thing. It's yeah. a brutal market as well there. That we do something about this. Yeah. There is an easy fix. You can do it. And we've been like, oh, but no, but no. And now here we see this company is like completely taking advantage of these uh, fans for years and have been for years. We need to like dismantle this thing, this whole ticket buying uh, infrastructure, yeah. tear it down to its foundations and start over again with something that works for the fans. Yeah, start from scratch. The ban on the main source of artificial trans fats is now in effect. Rules coming into force today make it illegal for manufacturers to use partially hydrogenated oils in any food made or imported into Canada, as well as meals prepared in restaurants. The Heart and Stroke Foundation of Canada says eliminating the additive will reduce the number of heart attacks across the country. And I was talking about this off air. That means, yeah, nothing imported. So if it's made in the U.S. and has trans fats, Mm -hmm. I don't I think it's going to be able to get across the border. Yeah, it's wow. going to be interesting to see roll out. See what disappears yeah. off of menus and on your candy stores and whatever like that, right? Yeah, in your local like corner store and things. Yeah. Police in Saanich have moved in to clear a new tent encampment that developed on Ravine Way. Police tape is being used to get campers to pack up. One homeless advocate was actually arrested for crossing the tape to enter the camp. Many of the campers packed up items to move to a nearby Rudd Park, but uh, looks like police are also putting the clamps down on that area as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. No good? Mm-hmm. I was talking about this with um, Art today from Art Aronson Reports mm-hmm. because he was down there like first thing this morning actually getting like talking to campers and just taking the temperature of what's going on all down there as they try and uh, tidy up Regina Park and all that. Yeah. Um, and what we both were saying is like this is what it sounds like these people would like to do is find a place that they can camp down semi-permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there a place to do that? Is there any place within city limits or Saanich or wherever that's Close enough to say like amenities mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Um, that's a park that's maybe not heavily used by children. And here's the big thing 
is that that's not really close to any other residences because that's where it really starts to put upon other people. And you can call it NIMBYism a little bit, but I get it. You don't want some a big tent city cropping up right near where you live. Mm. So do we... Does that exist? I don't know. They said that there's, you know, 100 parks that you can go for temporary um, tent sheltering. Right. But, again, you have to pack up by the morning yeah. and make sure that it's clear by the day. And I feel like it's just going to be a constant problem, right? So we're going to move to another park, and then there's going to be another problem. So, really, right. the only answer, I think, is permanent housing. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, hey, the finger thing, right? The mm. finger thing means the taxes. Yes, yes, yes. Cost money. All right. The RCMP is borrowing an idea from the UK by using a cutout of a police in an effort to slow down traffic in Coquitlam, BC. The Mounties say the life-sized figure dubbed Constable Scarecrow will be used in a pilot project for the next two months. The Mounties are not revealing the exact locations of where the cutout will be, but uh, they're saying several problem speeding locations will likely be priority. Funny. Yeah, it's kind of like our little happy face and sad faces here in Victoria. Kind of. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, too, that we had our meeting this morning, and I didn't say anything, so mm. I'm just going to get a cardboard cutout of me and put it in the meeting, and everyone, <laughs> boss man Johnny be like, Paul, do you have anything to add to this meeting? And I, just the cardboard, and he's like, all right, well, moving on. Yep, moving on. And I can sleep in. It's no different, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A survey has found that Vancouver International Airport ranks highest in traveler satisfaction among four major Canadian airports. The survey by J.D. Power measures passenger satisfaction with check-in, food, beverage and retail, accessibility, terminal facilities and baggage claim. YVR scored 781 on a 1,000-point scale ahead of Montreal, Toronto's Pearson International Airport and Calgary. Totally buy that. Yeah? Yeah. I, I haven't been to many airports, so I don't know what's good. I've flied through a lot of airports, and um, yeah, Vancouver does have it best. What's neat and good about uh, that is, number one, for the most part, when you're flying out, there's a Hortons right nearby, mm. which is common, actually. Yeah. Or sometimes the Hortons is like, after you get off the plane, it's just like, well, I don't need this now. Why There's Hortons everywhere when I go out right. into the world. Yeah. I want it like on the way in. After I check through or get go through security, I want to smuggle a brekkie sandwich and a, my decent coffee onto the airplane. To that, though, yeah. people who arrive in Canada, right. oh. you know, they want to be greeted by the most Canadian thing, which is Tim Hortons. So, actually, you know what? Good point. There. In Vancouver, they have it at arrivals as well. There you go. Okay, that's what bugs me about Victoria Airport. I, dr- I get my coffee, whether it's a Bucky's or a Hortons. I got to chug it before I can yeah. go through security. That's brutal. Not allowed liquid, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, too, they've got a waterfall. Nice. Very important in Vancouver. Marks all the points. Yeah. Well, it wasn't part of the survey, but it's part of Paul's there wa- checklist. There wasn't a waterfall? waterfall? No waterfall points, I don't oh, think. Yeah, yeah, weird. A spokesperson for BC's liquor distribution branch says the branch isn't worried about meeting demand for recreational cannabis once it's legalized a month from today. Only one government-run pot shop in Kamloops will be ready to open by that date, but residents across the province will still be able to purchase cannabis online. So that's it. There's just going to be one (laughs) government-run pot shop, and that's just in Kamloops. We've been looking for something to do to celebrate Legalization Day. Mm-hmm. Maybe we go to Kamloops, Jen. Oh my gosh. Maybe we be ridiculous. trek to Cam- Or maybe I would go. Okay, you can go. We can still have that Civic. I would drive <laughs> to, to Kamloops and like do the show from outside oh, the government ridiculous. store. Would that be fun? I don't know. Alright, well let's that's just put an that idea. in the hopper. That's an idea. Yeah. Okay. 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 
Four lanes on the Malahat may be open as early as next week, according to the Ministry of Transportation. The ministry says it's wrapping up the $34 million project, which will see four lanes opened up on the highway between Aspen Road and Shawnigan Lake Road. Weather permitting, the lanes will be open by the end of next week, if not before Thanksgiving, the ministry says. You know what that means? We could be seeing... Smooth sailing on the Malahat. Yeah! <laughs> oh, Favorite traffic update. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Oh, goodbye. He came from somewhere back in long ago. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland says even though she is stepping away from the NAFTA negotiations, the push to reach an agreement continues. Freeland returns to Canada tomorrow to host a women's foreign affairs minister's meeting in Montreal, but she says it would not be an exaggeration to say negotiating teams are working 24-7. Oh, man. And I've heard that uh, dairy farmers in particular across Canada are kind of being like, they always seem to be right at the center of negotiations mm-hmm. or kind of being used almost as a scapegoat or a scape mm. cow in this case, if you get my drift. <laughs> and uh, they're kind of sick of that as well. Mm. Pawns in this massive trade negotiation. Right. But yeah. now I also am thinking of pawns on a chessboard that look like cute little cows. So many ideas. Mickey, our favorite, our favorite dairy farmer in all the land, mm-hmm. says, shout out to Canadians who continue to choose Canadian dairy products. As long as consumers continue to want a quality product from happy cows, from Canadian dairy farmers, Trump can't take that away. I love cows, and I just want to carry on my family dairy farm that has been in operation for 88 years. Love you, Mickey. What kind of a monster would want to take that away from you, Mickey? I love you, too. Chill, Winston. And I love your cows. Yeah. She named a cow Jenny. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment, but I'm going to, because I love cows. That's really nice. Where's the Paul cow that's always bothering the Jenny cow? (laughs) (laughs) Finally, Rob says, shout out to the Zones traffic chopper. Jenny, can you please make your helicopter noise? Oh, no. Again. I do not want to try again. Don't make me try again. Okay, just a couple of quick things here. Number one, uh, someone texted in and said that uh, cows are girls. And so I want a cow named after me, but they were like, cows are girls. And it's like, do I, it looks like I care about this. <laughs> Does it look like I care about, I want a, I want that cow. Name that for me. Paulina Plastino. Sure, call it Paulina if you care. Call, Paul. Paul, call it Plastino. I don't care. Just name Beautiful a cow name. after me. Okay. All right. I would give spicy cheese. And um, <laughs> Brian had a tip for Jenny about making her helicopter noise. You got to do it faster and more consistent. Ah, my hair is getting in. Bang on your chest. Ow. Yeah, it's, it's drum roll on your chest. You do it, Brian. Oh, he's way good right? at it. Oh, that's good, actually. I can't do that. I learned it from Joy Gladstone on Full House. I remember that. Rush Hour Renegades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, good. I never thought I'd see the day where I'd get to do that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Joey and Jesse. <laughs> good. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. 
For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.